Warning, this podcast has been recorded by complete nerds. Three rings for the Elven Kings under the sky. Seven for the Dwarf Lords in their halls of stone. Nine for mortal men doomed to die. One for the Dark Lord on his dark throne, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them. One ring to bring them all, and in the darkness bind them, in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. They said it couldn't be done. A very nice, well-spoken, gentle hobbit is, Mr. Bobo, as I've always said. But what about this Frodo that lives with him? Baggins is his name, but he's more than half a brandy buck, they say. It beats me why any Baggins of Hobbiton should go looking for a wife away there in Buckland where folks are so queer. And no wonder they're queer if they live on the wrong side of Brandywine River and ride again the old forest at the dark bad place if half the tales be true. You're right, Dad. Not that the brandy bucks of Buckland live in the old forest, but they're a queer breed seemingly. They fool about with boats on that big river and that isn't natural. Small wonder that trouble came of it, I say. But be that as it may, Mr. Frodo was as nice a young hobbit as you could wish to meet. Very much like Mr. Bobo, and in more than looks. After all, his father was a Baggins. A decent, respectable hobbit was Mr. Drogo Baggins. There was never much to tell of him, till he was drowned. The ultimate true fan edition of The Lord of the Rings. My dear Bagginses and Boffins, and my dear Tooks and Brandybucks, and Grubs, and Chubs, and Burrowses, and Hornblowers, and Bulgers, Brace girdles, good bodies, brockhouses, and proud foots. Proud feet! Proud foots, also my good Sackville Bagginses that I welcome back at last to Bag End. Today is my 111th birthday. I am 111 today. Unlike the travesty perpetrated by Peter Jackson. Goodbye, Gandalf. Goodbye for the present, Bilbo. Take care of yourself. You are old enough, and perhaps wise enough. Take care. I don't care. Don't you worry about me. I am as happy now as I have ever been, and that is saying a great deal. But the time has come. I am being swept off my feet at last. The road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead the road has gone, and I must follow if I can, pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way where many paths and errands meet, and whither then I cannot say. Every line of dialogue Tolkien wrote. This ring, how, how on earth did it come to me? Ah, that is a very long story. Not a single cut. I wish I had never seen the ring. Why did it come to me? Why was I chosen? Such questions cannot be answered. You may be sure that it was not for any merit that others do not possess. Not for power or wisdom at any rate. But you have been chosen, and you must therefore use such strength and heart and wits as you have. But I have so little of any of these things. You are wise and powerful. Will you not take the ring? No. With that power, I should have power too great and terrible. And over me, the ring would gain a power still greater and more deadly. Do not tempt me, for I do not wish to become like the Dark Lord himself. The long-awaited appearance of Tom Bombadil. Whoa, whoa, steady there now, my little fellows. Wherever you are going to, puffing like bellows. What's the matter here, then? Do you know who I am? I'm Tom Bombadil. Tell me what's your trouble. Tom's in a hurry now. Don't you crush my lilies. Every song Tolkien wrote. 
Oh, Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. Bright blue is jackadoos and his boots yellow. None has caught him yet, for Tommy is the master. His songs strong songs and his feet are faster. Get out your white, vanish in the sun. Light shrivel like the cold mist, like the wind coiling. Out in the barrow lands, far beyond the mountains. Come over here again, leave your barrow empty. Lost and forgotten, be darker in the darkness. Where gates then forever shut till the world is mended. Wake now, my merry lands, we can hear me calling. Warm now, be hot and lean, the cold stone is falling. Dark door is standing wide, dead hand is broken. Night under night, stop, and the gate's open! See the complete Council of Elrond. Earendil was my sire, who was born in Gondolin before its fall. And my mother was Elwing, daughter of Dior, son of Luthien of Doriath. I have seen three ages in the west of the world, and many defeats, and many fruitless victories. I was the Herald of Gilgalad and marched with his host. I was at the Battle of Dagalad before the Black-Eyed Mordor where he had the mastery, for the Spear of Gilgalad and the Sword of Elendil Argos Nasil none could withstand. I beheld the last combat on the slopes of Ordering where Gilgalad died and Elendil fell and Nasil broke beneath him, but Sauron himself was overthrown and Isildur cut the ring from his hand with the hilt chart of his father's sword and took it for his own. <gasps> Hear the full tales of Elrond. Fruitless did I call the victory of the last alliance? Not wholly so, yet it did not achieve its end. Saruman was diminished, but not destroyed. His ring was lost, but not unmade. The Dark Tower was broken, but its foundations were not removed, for they were made with the power of the ring, and while it remains, they will endure. Many elves and many mighty men and many of their friends had perished in the war, and Arian was slain, and Isildur was slain, and Gilgalad and Elendil were no more. Never again shall there be any such league of elves and men, for men multiply and the firstborn decrease, and the two kindreds are estranged. And ever since that day, the race of Numenor has decayed, and the span of their years has lessened. In the north, after the war and the slaughter of the Gladden Fields, the men of Westerness were diminished, and the city of Enumus beside Lake Evendim fell into ruin, and the heirs of Valendil removed and dwelt at Fornost on the high north downs, and that now too is desolate. Men call it Dead Men's Dyke, and they fear to tread there, for the folk of Arnold dwindled, and their foes devoured them, and their lordship passed, leaving only green mounds in the grassy hills. Of Boromir. Believe not that in the land of Gondor the blood of Numenor is spent, nor all its pride and dignity forgotten. By our valor the wild folk of the east are still retrained, and the terror of Morgul kept at bay. And thus alone are peace and freedom maintained in the lands behind us, Bolark of the west. But if the passages of the river should be won, what then? Yet that hour maybe is not now far away. The nameless enemy has arisen again. Smoke rises once more from Orodwin that we call Mount Doom. The power of the Blackland grows, and we are hard beset. When the enemy returned, our folk were driven from Ithilien, our fair domain east of the river, though we kept a foothold there and strength of arms. But this very year, in the days of June, sudden war came upon us out of Mordor, and we were swept away. We were outnumbered for more. Mordor has allied itself with Easterlings in the cruel Haradrim, but it was not by numbers that we were defeated. A power was there that we have not felt before. Of Aragorn. If Gondor Boromir has been a stalwart tower, we have played another part. Many evil things there are that your strong walls and bright swords do not stay. You know little of the lands beyond your bounds. Peace and freedom, do you say? The North would have known them little but for us. Fear would have destroyed them. But when dark things come from the houseless hills or creep from sunless woods, they fly from us. What road would any dare to tread? What safety would there be in the quiet land or in the homes of simple men at night if the Dunedain were asleep or were all gone into the grave? Of Bilbo. And I will now tell a true story, and if some here have heard me tell it otherwise, I ask them to forget it and forgive me. I only wish to claim the treasure as my very own in those days, and to be made of the name of thief that was put on me. But perhaps I understand things a little better now. Anyway, this is what happened. Of Legolas. It was that very night of summer, yet moonless and starless, that orcs came on us at unawares. We drove them off after some time, they were many and fierce, but they came from over the mountains and were unused to the woods. When the battle was over, we found that Gollum had gone, and his guards were slain or taken. Then seemed plain to us that the attack had been made for his rescue, and that he knew of it beforehand. How it was contrived, we cannot guess. Gollum is cunning, and spies of the enemy are many. The dark things were driven out in the year of the dragon's fall have returned in greater numbers, and the Mirkwood is again an evil place, save where our realm is maintained. Of Gandalf. And now I will answer Galdor's other questions. What of Saruman? What are his counsels to us in this need? This tale I must tell in full, for only Elrond has heard it yet, and that in brief. But it will bear on all that we must resolve. It is the last chapter in the Tale of the Ring, so far as it has yet gone. Then later, here Gandalf re-summarised the entire plot. What then shall I say? This in brief is how I see things at the moment, if you wish to have a piece of my mind as plain as possible. The enemy, of course, has long known that the ring is abroad, and that it is borne by a hobbit. He knows now the number of our company that set out from Rivendell, and the kind of each of us. He supposes that we all going to Minas Tirith, for that is what he would himself have done in our place, and according to his wisdom it would have been a heavy stroke against his power. Indeed, he is in great fear, not knowing what mighty one may suddenly appear, wielding the ring, and assailing him with war, seeking to cast him down and take his place. That we should wish to cast him down and have no one in his place is not a thought that occurs to his mind. That we should try to destroy the ring itself and not yet entered into his darkest dream, in which no doubt you will see our good fortune and our hope, for imagining war, he has let loose war, believing that he has no time to waste. 
for he that strikes the first blow, if he strikes it hard enough, may need to strike no more. So the forces that he has long been preparing, he is now setting in motion sooner than he intended. Wise fool! For if he had used all his power to guard Mordor, so that none could enter, and bent all his bow for the hunting of the ring, then indeed hope would have faded. Neither ring nor bearer could long have eluded him. But now his eyes gaze abroad rather than near at home, and mostly he looks towards Minas Tirith. Very soon now his strength will fall upon it like a storm. For already he knows that the messengers that he sent to waylay the company have failed again. They have not found the ring. Neither have they brought away any hobbits as hostages. Had they done even so much as that, it would have been a heavy blow to us, and it might have been fatal. But let us not darken our hearts by imagining the trial of their gentle loyalty in the dark tower. For the enemy has failed so far, thanks to Saruman. Then is not Saruman a traitor? The Entmoot, as it should have been portrayed. <laughs> characters describe events that just happened somewhere else. It was a bitter struggle and the weariness is slow to pass. I spoke no word to him and in the end I wrenched a stone to my own will. That alone he will find hard to endure. And he beheld me. Yes, Master Gimli, he saw me but in other guise and you see me here. If that will aid him then I have done ill, but I do not think so. To know that I lived and walked the earth was a blow to his heart I deemed for he knew it not till now. The eyes of Northland did not see through the armor of Thedon, but Sauron has not forgotten Isildur and the sword of Elendil. Now in the very hour of his great designs the heir of Isildur and the sword are revealed, for I showed the blade reforged to him. He is not so mighty yet that he is above fear, nay, doubt ever gnaws him. Experience Frodo's uncertainty at the way ahead. Begging your pardon, Mr. Frodo, but have you any notion how far there is still to go? No, not any clear notion, Sam. In Rivendell, before I set out, I was shown a map of Mordor that was made before the enemy came back here, but I only remember it vaguely. I remember clearest that there was a place in the north where the western range and the northern range sent out spurs that nearly meet. That must be twenty leagues at least from the ridge back by the tower. It might be a good point at which to cross. But of course, if we get there, we shall be further than we were from the mountain sixty miles from it, I should think. I guess that we have gone about twelve leagues north from the bridge now. Even if all goes well, I could hardly reach the mountain in a week. I am afraid, Sam, that the burden will get very heavy, and I shall go still slower as we get nearer. That's just as I feared. See the entire scouring of the Shire and a reintroduction of important characters, such as young Tom. Well, I even took Pimple's old mother, that would be earlier, and it was fun for her if no one else was. Some of the Hobbiton folk, they saw it. She comes down the lane with her old umbrella. Some of the ruffians were going up with a big cart. Where are you going, says she? To Barragun, says they. What for, says she? To put up some set for Sharky, say they. Who said you could, says she? Sharky, says they. So get out of the road, old haggling. I'll give you Sharky, you dirty thieving ruffian, says she. And off with her umbrella and goes for the lead near twice the size. So they took her, dragged her off to the lock holes at her age, too. They took others we missed more, but there's no denying she showed more spirit than most. And finally, the end. Well, I'm home. Appendix A. Annals of the Kings and Rulers. These are the names of the kings and queens of Numenor. Elros Tarminyatur, Vardamir, Tar-Amandil, Tar-Elendil, Tar-Menaldur, Tar-Eldarion, Tar-Encalame, the first ruling queen, Tar-Enarion, Tar-Surion, tar second queen, Tar-Minastir, Tar-Kiriatan, Tar-Tamir-Great, Tar-Enkalamon, tar the third queen, tar